Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Slash and dash. Oh, slash and dash. Yeah, mini one. Yay. Oh, it's always nice because we don't. Give us more. <laughs> um, so you guys voted for, and I think I had some good titles this time, but you voted for Beware the Red Chair. You must have had some shit titles because that's normally <laughs> it's the grossest or the most sexualized one. Unless Red Chair is some sort of <laughs> she, term like that some, we aren't aware of. Sort of period punt time. <laughs> There's something on Urban Dictionary for Red Chair. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. So I got most of this from the book Bizarre Crimes by Robin O'Dell, filled in with some stuff online as well. So this is a French story by oh. uh, Bernadie de Sigouier, um, who was born in Reunion in France in 1905. And his parents both died by the time he was seven, but he was pretty rich so it didn't really affect him so much <laughs> oh it's fine <laughs> i'll just love the money instead so he'd started calling himself marquis de soye to de Segoye quite early on um which i think is a name for nobility but it wasn't a yeah. name that they had in their family i think he just did it it's like if you just were like i'm earl of something i like, am a lady officially oh you have had a ladyship i have got a title i have land ownership in scotland and mm. I think it's like one acre. It's def- but I am officially a lady. I have a card <laughs> and everything that says. Well done. I can't um, remember where my plot is. <laughs> you need to go visit it. And I think it's just going to be the tiniest it. little square. And if there's a cow pat in it, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? What have you been doing, my subjects? <laughs> um, so he's from a rich family. So he was trained in various jobs. So he had these jobs. Accountant, driver, businessman, writer <laughs> businessman <laughs> just like saying worker <laughs> <laughs> writer and magician oh that is eclectic yeah also very popular with women which uh yeah. most magicians aren't i would say is a fair yeah. gambit we all prefer those generic businessmen <laughs> <laughs> so he was also quite the scammer and his number one scam i'm no fucking surprise you know if you've <laughs> met someone and, they, and they're like oh what do you do for work and like i'm a businessman like you're clearly scamming people <laughs> yeah. that is not a job it's not real oh i do a bit of this and that no you fucking don't no. you steal people's money so he uh, the biggest scam that he had was that he would buy stuff on credit and then he'd resell it for cash and then but he'd never pay back the credit which i guess like back what was this he was born in 1905 so if you lose the bit of paper where's the evidence anyway like yeah and people were changing their names the left right and center so it's probably a pretty easy scam to have yeah just changing your name could really do a lot yeah 
1931, he was arrested for uh, scamming people, but he avoided prison by faking insanity and he was sent to an asylum. And then he quickly got out, shortly released, and he set up a load of magic schools across Europe. <laughs> so apparently he had like one in Barcelona and another one in another country. And Wow, he's like, got some get up and get up. I know. <laughs> got some gumption, this guy. <laughs> I wonder what they did at these magic schools. Just like, I, I think it's like oldie, oldie remedies, or I guess it was, or more like pizzazz. You want to know, like, what's the timetable at this magic school? Like, I want to know if it's serious Eight till magic nine, or... <laughs> make your breakfast appear. Nine till ten, practice rolling coins across your wrist in silent meditation. <laughs> ten till eleven, feed your rabbits. I imagine it was more. Bond with rabbits. If you, do you want to be a magician? Just put down this down payment of however much yeah (gasps) like in bed knobs and broomsticks he does that does he yeah the man what's he called oh emmett brown and that's his job he's a magician and then he uh, people sign up to his school of magic and then it's a postal course and he sends them just like cheap magic tricks yeah he does a magic school i bet it was like that yeah a postal thing where he just sends you a pack of tricks and then you do it (laughs) in 1937 he bought a house and he spent a lot of his time practicing black magic also 1937 (laughs) practicing black magic um so 1937 uh, the same year he's accused of kidnapping a guy called peter uh which i think was an american and uh they searched his house and they found his passport and his papers but they couldn't find any evidence that he'd actually been kidnapped or any body or anything like that so they i guess they just had to sort of call it a day but bernardy was um he claimed that the man had been eaten and he was arrested but apparently one of his ex-mistresses got involved and he was released so i'm not sure what kind of dodgy deal she was doing there but it also helped that he was one of the richest men in Paris. So that probably... That explains why there's so little detail. It's just, and then he was able to do this. (laughs) Yeah. And Um, like, (laughs) these things didn't mar his reputation. His life didn't stop there. And he definitely was like onto a good and like he was making a lot of money when the Second World War began because he was selling alcohol to the Germans. So a bit of a money spinner. He had some hotel that he was just selling it out the basement of. So he married um, a young woman called Jeanne Kurgo, who was actually, like, she became mother of his two children. But even, like, by the time she was 25, so I think, I don't know how old she was when he married her, but um, she, like, they were already living separately at that point. I think probably because he was a gay magician. <laughs> constantly with mistresses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so he'd... He'd take or a- insane. Like, there's any number of reasons you might want to yeah, divorce yeah. this guy. I mean, the magician thing, I would say, probably. Um, so he had actually taken a long-term mistress as well called Irene Lebeau. And um, mm-hmm. in 1945, Jeanne visited her husband and his mistress. But also, um, her mother was living with them. So Jeanne's mother, not the mistress's mother. Wait. And she was... So Jeanne his estranged wife his mother-in-law is living with him and his mistress yeah but he was also shagging the mother-in-law what oh which sounds far-fetched but i wouldn't be surprised what a nasty if it was happening mom. to me oh god <laughs> i don't know luke, luke went around to visit my mum the other day and i was like yeah i'll stay home really <laughs> well they wanted to talk about politics i'm oh. not interested um so this time there when Jeanne visited she demanded a divorce probably because he's shagging her mother um so they went into the library to talk and Jeanne sat in the red plush leather chair he just went to her 
I don't really see you as a wife anymore. I see you more as like a stepdaughter. (laughs) I'm going to make that happen. So Bernadie pulled out a piece of cord and he placed it around her throat and he strangled her to death on this red chair. So Jeanne's mother reports her daughter missing. (laughs) Great. (laughs) You just classify all murders. And what was the colour of the chair? (laughs) What colour was the chair? So Jeanne's mother reports her daughter missing the next day. And Bernadette is questioned. Oh, why does she suddenly give a shit where her daughter is now? Well, I guess because she's like living in the house and probably heard it happening. Um, So apparently he's tortured for information by waterboarding, which I thought was a sex thing. No. What's waterboarding then? It's where, well, you can do it different ways. Because some, I, I, from what I understand, but it's like, don't they put like a towel over your face and then pour water over your mouth? So it's like you're suffocating. Oh. So you constantly have, and then stop for a bit. So when so you, you can't catch your breath type. Yeah, so you constantly have that feeling of being uh, suff- drowning of, and then come back. Or they can dunk of, your head <laughs> in and out of water as uh, well. Oh. But it's basically, yeah, it's just stopping you. I think I'm thinking of motorboating. Yes, I think that might be the case. <laughs> Which is very different. <laughs> or that could result in suffocation. Yeah. Um. So he's kept in prison and he writes a letter to Irene intending to keep her quiet by saying, beware the red chair. As in, I'll do the same to you if you talk. So Bernadette's house is searched. Which doesn't work unless she knows exactly how she died. Oh, I think she was in the On- room. Oh. Yeah, she was there. Um, so Bernadette's house is searched and under the floor of the wine cellar is a barrel with Jeanne's uh, belongings. So they talk to Irene and she turns on Bernadette and she says that he killed his wife. She was in the room. He threatened her to keep her quiet. And she tells them that the body is in a warehouse owned by Bernadette, buried in a pit under a water meter. So they go and they dig it up and they find Jeanne's body. So, Bernadette, being a very, very rich man, hires a famous lawyer, Master Jacques Izorni, and tells a story of Irene killing his wife. So, he says that the mistress killed his wife with a gun. But they check the body. There's no evidence of a bullet. And the red chair featured in many reenactments in the courtroom. So, effectively, the defense was saying, um, this is the story that the mistress killed uh, his wife with a gun and it's actually impossible to strangle someone in that chair anyway because the back is too low. Oh, oh, I think you say too high. I was thinking too high, but apparently too low. I guess they looked at it and went, oh, I guess we'll have to go too low because it's tiny. Um, so, but then they, they they said, actually, it's a matter of technique and if you use the right technique, it's easy. Well, you can strangle someone if they're not sat in any chair, surely. Yeah, exactly. No chairs are necessary. No. So Bernadette's story was not believed and he's found guilty and he was sentenced to death by the guillotine on the 11th of June, 1947. So the night of his execution, um, like after he's executed, Bernadette's lawyer, so this famous lawyer, yeah. um, he says that there's a knock on the door and he opens it. And, and there's the red chair. <laughs> it's like beating the beast, it's come. <laughs> there's Bernadette from beyond the grave who starts putting a curse on him. So he's like, oh my God, he's back from the dead. He's going to curse me forever. But it turns out Bernadette had actually hired a comedian who looked a bit like him to go and pretend to curse him just to freak him out a bit. That's brilliant. (laughs) I'm going to die, but he's not going to see the payoff, but he's determined to shit him up. That's good. I like it. All right, thanks guys. 
Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.